This is the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the best of today's Sports Channel 8, the radio show. But eventually we'll get in the car. We'll hit Highway 70. We'll take it east somewhere between 15 and 45 minutes. (laughs) Because that squarely puts us in the heart of Johnston County. And that is hey, put that down. What? Put it down. No. no. Oh, hey. Weatherbus, are you? Is your two-year-old? Put put the shovel down. Don't hit your sister with it. I think I'm good. Uh, are you there? Hello? Homeschooling at homeschooling at the uh, the moose farm includes yeah. Shovel fights. I was just glad that one of them wasn't carrying a shotgun. Didn't I see a picture of a of a two year old toting a shotgun on the Slack thread yesterday? Was yeah, that, that from was, Joko? That was Loco. Oh, uh, that was Lenore <laughs> County. That's where he gets real. Yeah, don't, don't lump us in with him. Okay, Moose, you weren't as mad there with your children as you were on Saturday at the golf course. I was. Uh, I was big mad at the golf course on Saturday. No reason Quite to be mad. Was, we had great views of downtown Raleigh. Yeah. The Lonnie Pool was in Good great shape. Why get mad? Yeah, it's just sports. <laughs> Go, get you a golf coach. Go get you a coach. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Weather Moose, I heard uh, yeah. that a man was robbed in Kinley. Yeah. And thieves yeah. may have taken something odd from him. Uh, what is today's yeah. tale from Johnson County? Well, he, he's, uh, he certainly thinks something stinks after coming home to find a <laughs> rather know. bizarre burglary had occurred. Jerry... Booger Stevenson came home on Saturday afternoon from his daughter's wedding up at Cattail Pond to find his back door was wide open and his house was ransacked. Now, apparently the thief climbed through a window, turned the place over looking for litter or taking literally everything but the kitchen sink. Jerry's tough situation turned into a crappy one when he found out the thief stole, you know, the typical things, a TV, a desktop computer and a daggum toilet, boys. The thief stole a toilet. Okay. Not even kidding you. That's right. A brand new poo pot was stolen right out of Jerry's living room where he'd been keeping it. You know, we've got lots of questions here. How desperate are you to steal a toilet of all things, Jerry said. It's fitting you stole a toilet because this is a bunch of crap. Shout out Mark Wood. What makes this even more difficult is the commode was actually a wedding gift for his daughter that he planned to install after the wedding. We even got to see the loads receipt, boys. Had a toilet for a wedding gift that he planned to install. Okay, are you with me here? Yeah, I'm, I'm very with you, and I'm ready to say right. this is a tale from Johnson County. I don't even need to hear the rest of the details, Ms. Well, we, the, you know, the authorities asked, you know, Jerry, why, why the heck have you got a toilet in the living room? He, he, said, he said, you can't just roll up to a wedding carrying a toilet. You lose all element of surprise. Plus, the box makes a great coffee table in a pinch. Now, that's true. That's verifiably true. The sheriff's office is thinking that this was an inside job with someone, you know, knowing Jerry would be gone a while. The, the sheriff said, we figure if you think you got enough, t- enough time to haul a crapper out of a house, you know, you, you kind of feel pretty safe about it. They're looking for anyone that may, be, uh, may, may appear to be extremely relieved. Somebody appears to have just gotten a <laughs> yes. lot out. Toilet sure. paper stuck to their shoe, you know, and or significant back pain from having hauled a toilet up out of a house. Uh, and, uh, you know, in a moment's yeah. notice. So it's true. Uh, I need y'all to tell me if a man in Kinley bought a toilet for a wedding gift, but unfortunately had it stolen right out of his house. 
So the, two happen? parts of this. Two parts of the story are equally amazing. One, this mm -hmm. is a father who decided mm -hmm. the best gift for his daughter was to buy a new toilet. And I agree with him. You don't want to show up at the wedding with a toilet. So he right. buys the toilet, has it in his living room, goes yep. to the wedding, and then his plan is to, presumably while they're on their honeymoon, go yep. install the toilet, and then they can come, come home to a nice new commode. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself is just amazing. I'm not saying that's not a practical great gift that I wouldn't like, but I, I'm not sure how a father could ever land on that as the selection for his daughter's well, wedding you, gift. Well, you, you got to understand. And I think you're underestimating the 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 uh, the need and desire for quality indoor plumbing in Johnston County, Permar. You, know. <laughs> you are correct. I probably so. am underestimating that. But then then the second part of the story that someone busted into the house mm -hmm. and stole said toilet. And like you said, it sounds like an inside job. But I have to wonder did. Did the thieves just think we're going to rob this guy because we know he's going to be at his wedding? And then it was just, oh, lucky day. We also get a brand new unattached toilet that we can take with us in addition to whatever they got off. So I am blown away by this. Um, and uh, I, I hope, have they recovered the toilet? Oh, no, 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 no. So they have not, not recovered the toilet. So they, they have not flushed out the culprits yet. Because <laughs> they have I mean, not. If they, if they did find the culprits and they were willing to apologize, I would be willing to wipe the slate clean. Boo. I mean, personally, I would. Boo. I Listen, was, hey, hey, dad Dad jokes is a segment on a completely different okay. show, Permar. All right, I'm just, just saying. I like these. Um, or, or how about this? If they, no, no, no. It's it's not a tale from Joko. Give your give your. I say it is a tale from Joko, and that if they do catch the <laughs> no, guy, no, no. If they catch the guys, they should be given swirlies. That no. should be their punishment. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it should be given swirlies. No. Uh, yes, real tale no, from no, Johnson no, no, County. We, 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 no, there's no there's no uh, truth to the rumors that the uh, the authorities found skid marks out of the driveway. You know, oh, <laughs> yes, so. yes, this is good stuff. Um, yeah, I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to. Uh, you know, plunge a little bit deeper into this no. story and see see what else we we can find here. Um, yeah, my you know my my first sense is to say that it's not a true story, Moose. My my first sense okay. is to say it's not a true story. But I'm going with my number two. My number no. two, my number two sense says yes. This is a true tale out of Johnson County. Uh, Goodson says it's not. Dennis Cox, what say you? Uh, I'm going to go with your number two. That it is. That's it. Dennis Cox is with me with number two. Moose, what you got for us? <laughs> I apologize to you, Permar. Goodson is right. This is not a tale out of Johnson County. This I week. not apologize. It to is, me. however, it. yeah. Well, it is a true tale. Out of Huntington, West Virginia, boys. Oh yeah, oh, that, <laughs> that makes, makes sense. sense. Joko, Joko North. That's, <laughs> Joko North, exactly right. Yep, a man had a toilet stolen out of his living room. Dag on it. <laughs> uh, there we go. I'm I'm uh, definitely sitting here trying to kill time to come up with another toilet pun. Yeah. But I've given myself <laughs> the requisite seven seconds and not come up with a new one. So I feel like uh, Just, I am. Uh, I got to move on now. Just say it's a bunch of crap. <laughs> I think we already used uh, a bunch of crap a couple of times. But, yes, this story apparently was a load of crap. So, uh, no, a true story, Indeed just not a true tale from Joko. Weather Moose, we That's appreciate right. your time. Um, get back to uh, school and the youngins. Make sure they don't hit each other with shovels and whatnot. 
<sighs> it's just another day out here in the forum, boys. I, t- I tell you what. Hey, buddy, you know, you're, the kids, you're, when they're out of school, has got to entertain themselves somehow. Hey, I think you're you're I think you're in for a better round of golf on Saturday. There you go. Uh, and and, and shout out so. to this. He's been definitive about the weather. He had yeah. been he hadn't and been. he's already on Tuesday, actually Monday night, he's already given us the Saturday, Saturday is the like day. Sharpie. Just put it, put it down, baby. I'm not I'm moving not, off my pit. Not even, not even wavering on this. Saturday's the day, be, son. That should be the new – wait, we need that as an addition to the Johnson County uh, tailgate weather report. Just a declaration. And now, which day should you play golf? Yeah. Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> and we'll let Moose pick. We can, we can make that happen. All right. We Y'all be good, boys. Follow him on Twitter at WX Moose. We will talk to you later this week for the Johnson County weather report, which is always true. He is the weather moose, and he loves us. The Joko Tea Time Report. Yeah. Joko Tea Times Report. There we go. There we go. For Channel 8, the radio show, I'm glad Hayes Permar put out the tweet today about what we did yesterday because I Some of us have not totally stopped. stopped Oh, congrats on on doing your job? (laughs) No, I didn't do it. I'm sorry. You didn't do your job. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've quit that job. I didn't let y'all know. I've suspended myself from that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, first, we finally hit it. Ten bags of unopened or opened shredded cheese in our refrigerator right now. How, how do you even get because, that? Because, first off, you, there's a bunch of different cheeses you need for a lot of different things. We're cooking from home a lot more often, right? Okay. So, like, I Ten need, bags of shredded cheese is a lot. But like, no, Ten. But there's only four different kinds. So the issue, no, the issue is, uh, I might use I use Parmesan a lot. Okay, use it, use it, use it. I go to the grocery store. I try to make sure I know that I'm not. I don't want to go there every day. Right. I only go there like once a week, and I try to map out what what I might cook over the next week. Okay. That would need Parmesan, which is a lot of stuff because I put it on a lot of stuff. So you end up having like a bag that you almost weren't done with that's okay. still there, open. So still, that's still if, if there's four different kinds. Sure. And you've got an open bag and a backup bag for each of those four cons. You're still only up to eight bags of cheese, my friend. How are you getting to ten? Because no, there's like three of one kind. All right, it's so, a lot. So that's where you get excess. Three of one kind. Come on. Yeah, I need to just do a better job of finishing. Um, Please going on. To Dakota, he said he tried his uh, hardest to get in the Keenan Stadium Stadium for a video, but they have locked it down tight. I guess he was trying to do a video. I don't Dakota like so. If you want to send us stuff, like, give us some context. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. He made it very clear. Julius Peppers did a video for the well, Panthers. I'm not reading. I'm not listening to it. <laughs> a good but if, if you want to send it to us, give us some context. I mean, I'm not going to listen or watch the video no, to get the context that you that. sent no, to us. absolutely not. It's basically Another just, guy made a documentary a, about the state of the UNC-NC like, state rivalry, yes. which, cool. These are we got to get done with this quarantine. So Goodson's <laughs> just quit on everything. People are mailing it in. Goodson is so mad. Goodson started the segment by admitting he hasn't sent out the tweet calling for the ticker in sure, five days. Sure. And now he's blasting people for not responding to it. God. You're just you're just in a mood. Be a dad and run a mortgage company oh, one time. Okay. okay. And do a radio show. And do a radio show. Sorry, oh. you're the hardest work guy ever. Oh, congrats yeah. on doing your job. Jobs. There's more of them. There's oh, more okay. than one. Um, Hayes Permar played golf yesterday and sent a text to the Weather Moose and I. He almost got a hole in one. 
I'm just saying when the, when the shot was in the air, the thought crossed my mind. Yeah. They're not going to believe me if this does fall in sure. the hole. It was so close. So how do you do that if you're playing by yourself? That's a great question. I fear that I'm going to get a hole in one when I play by myself, and then if you if you claim a hole in one when you play by yourself, do you in have the back to go... of someone's mind, there will always be people thinking sure. that you lie. Do you need to go get a group? Yeah. That. So I. It felt like it was <laughs> ten minutes in the air because I seriously had two thoughts. One. Goodson and Moose aren't going to believe me when I say I hit a hole in one. And Correct. Who, who in the vicinity is close enough that, that they could verify they saw me swing and I could say, come over here and pull this ball out of the hole with sure. me. Sure. But no, it's it's a great dilemma. Call us call us if, if you've ever... If you have a hole in one and no one was there to witness it, give us a call right now. 860-5-8605-326. The other thing that I'm I'm resigned to... Talk if about I, a hole in one. <laughs> If if I ever do get a hole in one, yeah, it's gonna be on a bad shot. It's gonna be like a skull it, or it like pops out of the bunker yeah. and rolls in. It's gonna be lucky. Or you and I both had these. We we had a decent shot. Yeah. It hits the green. We weren't playing the green, but it like kind of takes yeah. the contour of the green around and like rolls. You know, that's how I'm gonna get a hole in one. The shot I hit yesterday. It deserved, was like, this exactly what I got to result. watch my majestic shot. If it had fallen in, it would have felt like that ball deserved to go in. It was perfectly hit. But no. I, he, I, made, he made the birdie, everyone. Followed it up with a double. It's a, <laughs> it's a great dilemma, though. If you have a hole-in-one yeah. and no one there, no one is there to witness. How, how, what is the best step to, the protocol? Doc, to document it? Yeah. Because no one will believe no, you. Even if people believe. Like, even you, if they you believe, would believe me, right? Like, I'm not going to lie about that. Right, right. No, I would believe like, you, but I would give you crap for the end of time yeah, exactly. about, like, oh, and, oh, oh, the hole in one you made when no one was there. Right, sure, right, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And there's an element of if you were standing beside me, there's 100% no doubt ever sure. in your mind, no matter what. Like, he, even if you weren't there, you might think, maybe he flew the green and somebody left their ball in and he just thought he hit a hole in one. You know what I mean? There's all, all kinds of possibilities that could happen if there weren't witnesses. Sure. So, give us a call, 8605-FAN, 8605-326. If you've ever hit a hole-in-one with no witnesses, do you still claim that hole-in-one? My other question on holes-in-one, Josh Goodson, we don't play par-3 courses much anymore. We, uh, we've played night's play before. Yeah. My question is, if you go play a par-3 course, not a pitch-and-putt, not like 25-yard holes, but night's play has some short holes, but then there's some 180-yard par-3s, sure. you know, some 100-yard par-3s, but... They're all legitimate par threes. If you had a hole in one on a par three on night's course, play, do you get to tell people that you had a hole in one? I, I don't know. I would put it right up. Uh, God, I I feel like I think it needs to be a regulation. Like, a regulation there's, some, there's some holes up that are like seventy yards. I, I know, but all right. So what if so so does that matter? Like, what if you put wash the let's wash hands. All right, then we'll let's, discuss let's think this. About this. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I got, I got a follow-up unpopular opinion for you, and then we'll talk some more about holes in one. Condescending UNC fan hit me up, and he's got an unpopular oh opinion. You ready? I don't, I don't want to hear this. He says, he says, unpopular opinion from condescending Carolina fan, State's athletic program is, overall, better than East Carolina's. <laughs> Shout out, condescending UNC fan with the unpopular opinion. Uh, all right, so holes in one. I think if you – I think our friend Jim Young – former editor of ACCSports.com mm-hmm. and the ACC Sports Journal, I think that he has one of our scenarios. I think he has hit a hole-in-one, but it was on a par-three course. And here's here's how I would declare holes-in-one. 
Okay. If I hit a hole-in-one on a par-3 course and someone asked me, have you ever hit a hole-in-one, my answer would have to include it was on a par-3 course. I would say, yeah, one time playing on a par-3 course, I did have a one. So that would be my answer. And deep down, I would feel that it is not officially a hole-in-one the same way that it would be on a regulation course when you only get, what, four par threes per right. 18? So that's how I would feel about a hole-in-one. How about you? So I'm looking at the scorecard for a night's play. Okay. I, I don't know. Like, What's a general hole like An par average three. par three is no, – the, the I'll give you the shortest. 100 yards? The shortest – I mean, some of them get under it. I know, Nin, but like – 95 – I'd say 95. 100, 100 just to make it easy. Okay, okay. Round. 100 yards. If you make a hole in one at a par three course, but as long as it's like a over hundred yards, yards, I don't need the disclaimer. Really? No, because you're you're simulating something you would play essentially probably one at yeah. A, but a what four about times. what about the fact that if you're playing eighteen holes, you only get four shots at it, but if you go play at night's play, yeah. you get eighteen see, I think shots holes, at it. See, I think holes in one are a little overrated to begin with. I agree with that because I actually think it's better if you hole out on a par four. Or oh, I was gonna it's say harder. Uh, well, I was gonna say a par five. Let's take it up another level. Well, double, like an albatross sure. is cooler than a hole in one. But holding out from the fairway because it usually requires a good tee shot. Yep. And you're not just you, given. You don't just get the a, best a free shot, hundred yards. You don't get the, the best con- condition to tee up your ball yep. and fire at it. You have to hit a great tee shot, and then you have to hit a great approach shot. So I think holes in one are a little or overrated. I'll, get, I'll give you any eagle. On yeah. a par four, because if you like drive a green and then and then drain a putt, yeah, I think that's no not, not as cool as a hole in one. You have to have an iron in your hand. All right, I'm but, okay. I'm okay if you make a hole in one on a par on a par three course as long as it's a hundred yards. Say, telling me I've had a hole in one before. Okay, but do you and you don't have to say it was on a par three course. Not if it's that, there. I disagree with you. I feel no. I feel a little sheepish if I was like, Goodson, you ever had a hole in one? You're like, yeah, I had one. And then everybody was telling their story like, yeah, I had mine at uh, Pebble Beach. I had mine at uh, RGA. I had mine at Knights Play. I just feel like you'd feel a little uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed not saying, if, if you didn't initially offer that information. Saying it like that, correct, but I don't think that downplays the right. skill of the shot. I had one at Frankie's Fun Park. Okay. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the time? Mary Aiken and I, this is my girlfriend, we were locked in an intense putt-putt battle, and she's – Either we're tied going, I think we're tied going in the last two holes. I hit a hole in one on 17. She matches my hole in one. And then I hit a hole in one on 18, and she couldn't match that. So I won, and I was very proud of it. Holes in one. Do not count at putt putt. Do count at par three courses if it was over 100 yards, according to Josh Goodson. Yeah. And, and seriously, if you have advice on what to do if you do it by yourself, that is the. <laughs> I, I do think about it sometimes, it's like, God, what if I make a hole in one on this hole? What. Uh, how is somebody going to believe me? Like, do you tweet it? Hey, guys, I just had a hole in one. Like, <laughs> no I, one wants to hear that. Like, cool, yeah. okay, great. You, you're playing golf by yourself. Yeah. Go get some friends. There we go. The great dilemma. If you hit a hole in one by yourself. I'm going to be hitting lots of hole in one soon after my golf coach, <laughs> after my lessons. I don't know when we're going to talk about that in the show, but we're, <laughs> we're definitely getting to that. Uh, Governor Cooper has extended our stay-at-home order through May 8th. 99.9 The Fan, Buzz Sports Radio, and Capital Broadcasting salute our local business partners that remain strong during these challenging times. Some are currently open and serving the community, but all of our partners look forward to getting back to normal business soon. These partners include Newcomb HVAC, Raleigh Brewing, SPCA of Wake County, and Bricks Wood-Fired Pizzas. We stand with our local business partners any way we can. 
And we actually have Ben on the line right now who wants to talk, I believe, about holes in one. Ben, what's going on? First of all, I love the show, guys. Uh, yes. I would absolutely claim that thing every time, but I decided to look up the USGA rules. And it says you have to have an acceptable witness. And if you're playing by yourself with no witness, it wouldn't be an official hole in one. Wow. What a jip. That, that is a line in the sand. Seriously. I mean, that's a risk now. I mean, you know me. I'm liable to hit a hole in one every time I go out there. So sure. I can, if I go out and play by myself, Ben, are you, go ahead. Not that I was just laughing. Uh, do every you have do you have any holes in one? Negative, negative. But I would I would claim mine on night's play too. Uh, there we, uh, would you claim it if you played by yourself? I would try. But you know, <laughs> right. it's the it's the I caught that uh, fifteen pound bass out in my pond too. <laughs> yes, of course you did. So I'm assuming, by the way, you were talking about it, Ben, that you do not have a hole in one to your name. No, sir. No, I All do right. not. Well, More best of like luck. Frankie's Fun Park, I do, but Ben, I need you to make me. I need you to make me a promise. When you get a hole in one, if it's tomorrow, if it's a year from now, if it's 30 years from now, you've got to call us on Sports Channel Eight and tell us about it. Absolutely, will happen. That's a promise, friends. All right, Ben. All right, cut that. That's how we get smarter. We could have looked up the USG rules, but we don't do that. We count on guys like Ben to give us a call. So there it is. If you don't have an official witness, a playing partner, then it doesn't count. That couldn't even be – you know, sometimes you'll play – like when we played at Lonnie Pool the other day, it's so crowded. We have a decent idea of what the group in front of us and behind us are doing, right? right. Like you could see, oh, that guy's standing over there, and they all – reacted big when the putt went in, that must have been a birdie putt. Sure. Right? I wonder if you could count your partner, uh, you know, the person playing in front or behind you as a witness, if they actually did. But that is good to know. Hole-in-one, playing by yourself, does not actually count. That is, that's a terrible rule. <laughs> Maybe they need to adjust that like they did the uh, pulling the flag state. For the past... 24, now going on 48 hours, as has become the case after a Michael Jordan documentary. The MJ deck really is becoming like a sporting event. If you watch the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center after yeah. the MJ doc, he covers it as if he, he just covered a sporting, uh, sporting event. He has people come on and talk about the documentary. He does a scroll. He does gambling stuff That's about the they, old Bulls stuff. They did bad beats for the... Um... For the Bulls. Season, yeah. He just sort of reviews it. He gives you the preview of what's coming up next. He talks with people like, this is the closest Good. we have to a sporting Good. event. It's not just us. It's how you should be doing it. But because of that, Bill Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas were the hot guests on sports radio yesterday and this morning um, talking all about the handshake gate. Um, we've got a meme out of it now. Jordan not wanting to hear it from Isaiah Thomas. And that issue was sort of what is the protocol after an NBA series ends. Now, in the NHL, it is very obvious what you are supposed to do after a series ends. You line up. I believe there's even a certain goal, a certain order, like the goalies are always last. Is that correct, Dennis Cox? Do the, the captains come Generally, it's supposed spot? to be the captains leading, generally. The captains leading. But that's not and, necessarily true. And the goalies at the end, is that right? Kind of. It's, okay. It, Nothing yep. exact, but generally. In golf, when you play a match with somebody, after you complete it, wherever that might be, you're supposed to take off your hat yep. and shake your opponent's hand. It's a little bit easier to understand 
one-on-one -on -one competition. Tennis, same thing. You know that you were supposed to meet your opponent at the net, and if you don't, you know that you are choosing to incur the consequences that come with not doing that, sure. right? It is part of the protocol. In basketball, it's a little bit different. Like, in YMCA League, yeah, you always got to line up and shake hands. In college basketball, they kind of do the handshake line. But even then, we've seen, you know, Duke is the one that that deals with the most in a chaotic post-game celebration. Sometimes you have to get players out safely over making sure everyone has shaken everyone else's hands. And after an NBA series ends, it's sort of the same way. Media takes the court. Everybody's sort of going everywhere. There's no handshake line. But Michael Jordan clearly believed the right thing to do was to go seek out the other players, shake their hands, and say good game. And he felt the guys didn't do it to this. Here's Isaiah Thomas talking about why they didn't shake the Bulls' hands. When Lambeer, as a co-captain and one of our leaders, said, hey, this is how we're going to respond to them talking so negatively about us after game three and saying that, we did not earn it. We did not deserve it. We wasn't worthy of being champions. After the journey that we had taken through Boston, L.A., so forth and so on, emotionally, mentally, we were all, all in a place of, hey, that, that really hurt. All right, Isaiah Thomas is talking too much. What he said in the documentary was way better. Just like, hey, you know, it just wasn't a big deal. Football is another sport where they don't line up and shake hands at the end of the games. In fact, I think there's some high school leagues where they do that and it's turned out bad. Like there's fights sure. in there now. Like it's just, I don't, I think you can be a good sport and not necessarily have to do this. All right. Here's Bill Lambeer talking about the Bulls being a bunch of whiners complaining about not shaking hands. They whined and cried for a year and a half about how bad we were for the game. But more importantly, they, 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 they were bad people. We weren't bad people. We were just basketball players winning. So all that whining they did, why shake their hand? They were just whiners. They won, they won the series, give them credit. We got old, they got past us, but okay, move on. Why would I regret now today? I don't, I don't care what the media says about them. I never did. If I did, I'd be a basket case, uh, especially back then. You know, it just, I was about winning basketball games and winning championships and did whatever I had to do to get the most out of my ability and our team. And we did. We, at the end of the day, we're called world champions. Uh, Bill Lambeer reminds me of Christian Leitner, and, and he's exactly right in that. Like, he did what he needed to do to win, didn't care what people said about him in college, and if he had cared, he would not have been as good a winner as he is. But again, these guys are talking too much. I felt like what they said in the documentary was just like, hey, this is kind of how it went in the 80s. We, it wasn't, I mean, they didn't quite go down this route, but like, I, I expected them to be like, yeah, Michael Jordan's kind of, uh, you know, almost, he's a Gen X kid who believes that you're supposed to line up and shake hands after every sporting event. That's just not how we do things. We believe in sportsmanship. But again, football is another sport where they just sort of, some guys wander off the field. If you got a friend on the other team, you may wander over there and say hey to him, or you may not. But the question has ar arisen. Should basketball players shake hands now after a series ends? Should that be a thing? Sure. There's only one way to decide it. Let's take it to Court Channel 8. I say we stay and... Fight it up. You're going first, by the way. Oh, I'll, I'll go first. Because I need to send um, Dennis Cox some production for okay. mine <laughs> that I haven't done oh, yet. Oh, really? Yeah. We're really doing this? Oh, yeah. So not only do I have to go first, yeah. I have to filibuster long enough no, you're good. It should, for it you should, to, get, well. to get in the piece of audio that you want yeah. to make your winning argument. Yeah. Here's my thing. I am all about being a good sport. 
And I think there are many ways to be a good sport yeah. that don't involve lining up at the end of the game and shaking hands. Um, it could be how you treat referees. It could be how you treat opponents during the game. I mean, if I... Sounds like you're a guy that's trying to tell us that players should shake hands and you already don't believe your stance of no. No, 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 no. I'm saying players should be good sports, but a faux shaking hands at the end, sure. you, you can shake hands at the end and still not be a good sport. Sure. If you were a jerk the whole time, if you disrespected your opponent, if you tried to hurt him, if you tried to trip him. if Now, if I... If I'm playing really, really hard, I'm playing my hardest, and I accidentally catch somebody in the face with an elbow, yeah. I think it's sporting to say, yo, my bad, man. I was just trying to go hard there. Okay. That, that to me, is true sportsmanship. And maybe, you know, the second after you lose a very emotional tight series, you shouldn't be – you should be allowed to just walk off the court if you want to. Okay? Now, if you want to close the loop – it might have been sporting for Isaiah Thomas or Bill Lambeer to go seek out Michael Jordan in some other way. You sure. don't want to do it on the court afterwards with all these other people? That's fine. But this whole everyone needs to line up and shake everyone's hand after a, you know, a game is over, it's just forced sportsmanship that I don't think actually exists. I, they do it in football. We have to watch the football coaches. Oh, did somebody do a blow-by? Did somebody not care? But the, meanwhile, the rest of the football players, nobody cares if they aren't sh shaking hands. Some of them will wander off. When I play pickup, after a game, yeah, you may turn to the guys, teammates and opponents around you and dap everybody up. Good game, good game, good game. But nobody is walking away saying, that guy didn't shake my hand after the third game and therefore I'm offended. Everybody kind of realizes you as a sportsmanship grade aren't just graded on how you did the handshake line. Bill Ambeer, I don't think you're a bad sport because you didn't shake Michael Jordan's hand. I think you're a bad sport for a lot of the other things you did, for starting fights, for making thuggish fouls in a basketball game. That's what makes you unsporting-like, not the shaking of hands. I am fine with players not shaking hands after the game in a forced trope to look like sportsmanship that isn't actually real sportsmanship. I like sportsmanship. I think players should exhibit it. I don't think it should be forced at a handshake afterwards. That's my statement. What you got, Goodson? Hey, Spermar. We live in the United States of America. <laughs> okay. okay. What? The biggest issue our country has is divisiveness. <laughs> wow. We're we got really, we got we're going here. people on the left, people <laughs> on the right. And bipartisanship is out the window. We have youth of America who love sports. They love watching LeBron James. They love watching Steph Curry. They love watching these guys competing at the highest level. They want to be them one day. Hey, Spermar, what are we teaching our youth? And how are we going to ever get out of this rut of this two-party society and this two-idea two society if at the end of watching this competitive game, they don't shake hands? What are we teaching the children of America? Just, hey, be like your forefathers before you. <laughs> what? Whatever. Do you want? Do you want to continue to see our country spiral down to where we have to? You know, we can't even agree with anything that the other person has to say. If these, if we just come together, and maybe if it's maybe it's sports that needs to start doing this. Maybe if our teams, after one wins. And one loses, the losing team recognizes, hey, I got beat today. 
I'm going to shake the hand of the person that beat me. Or the losing or the winning team is man enough and understanding enough to go to the losing team and say, hey, one day I know I'm going to be in your shoes again. <laughs> and I want the same respect and the same honor and the same dignity that you showed me the day that I, that I do falter. I'm, I'm tired of this, Hayes. It, there's too much out there in the world. The media portrays it terribly. We need to start, We need to shake hands again. Right. But we need to use sanitizer before we do it. <laughs> Putting aside the fact that we might not ever shake hands in any aspect. Uh, sanitize yeah. your hands before you do it. All right. We need to shake hands again. Dennis Cox, you will play judge and jury. Should professional athletes be having handshakes at the end of their matches or is it being a little overblown to force handshakes? What say you? Who was right? I'm going to say... Both sides came with some good arguments. Okay. Uh, I, I do see the sense of how, okay, it shouldn't be a forced thing. Uh, and, and Goodson, first of all, great idea with the production. You know, what is our country coming to? But then you say our forefathers, and then you back it up with whatever. So you basically negated your own thought there for a moment and your own argument. Um, I don't like the <laughs> idea of it being forced but if it's not there, you take away one of the greatest traditions in sports, and that's the post-hockey handshake. If you take that away, then I don't know. I, I This is very tough. We got a hung jury? I, what's I, what's happening here? Okay, for a moment, I was going to go with, because my own bias, that yeah, we should have them. But I might have to go with the best argument was you, Hayes Permar. No, he's just no. going because I yes. ragged on him before the show. Woo! He wants to pick mine so bad. Hey, that's all. That's all the world. I'm, I'm going with best argument, and I, I got to go with Hayes Permar on this one. Sorry, though it's not my preference. I'm going with Hayes. You've been listening to the Best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also drops every weekday at noon. Thanks again for listening to the Best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast.